Welcome to the Spinster Life Podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Laurel. And today is a very special episode. This is the first episode of Living Like a Famous Spinster. The spinster is Gloria Steinem. I'm so excited. I love Gloria Steinem. When you think Gloria Steinem, what pops to mind first? Um, I... My brain is exploding a little bit right now. Just so she's just so many things, and I, that's exactly what I want people to say when they talk about me someday. I mean, she's just <laughs> she's such a, she's such an icon. Like she's just she doesn't back down from a fight. I just think about what a strong, amazing human being she is, and how many people she's helped and stood up for. You know, women in particular, just for so for decades at this point. She's just been out there fighting the power, fighting the patriarchy since before... Since before we were born. Since before we were born. Since before anybody was even saying that the patriarchy was a thing or that it was something that should be fought. Yeah, they would have been like, hey, now, little lady, yeah. there's no patriarchy. That's just all in your imagination. You're being hysterical. <laughs> all right. Crazy. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> Why don't you smile? I think of aviator glasses. Mm -hmm. And yep. I think Ms. Magazine. So just a little caveat about Gloria Steinem. She was not technically a full spinster. She mm. was married briefly for about three years. But she has a magazine called Ms. So I think we can let it slide. Yeah. I think that makes her more qualified, though, because she has both points of reference. So she can yeah. be like, you know what? This is definitely better. A hundred percent. So, yeah, this is the new direction. I want to connect more with spinsters. Instead of just talking or like, they did this with their life. Okay, mm -hmm. let's talk about that and how they're single. Breaking it up a bit. I'm going to be living like a famous spinster. That is amazing. So why did you pick Gloria Steinem to live as her? Like you said, icon. Feminist mm -hmm. icon. When I looked at my list, you know, because of course I have a list of spinsters. Of course. When I looked through the list, <laughs> that was just the obvious choice. Ms. Magazine. Yeah. Feminist icon. Of course, she's, it, of course she's at the top of the list. It had to be, be. It had to be Gloria Steinem. There, was, there, just, there were lots of choices, but she was the definitive winner to be the first of many. You had me at feminist. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with me? Uh, <laughs> Here is a bio for those of you who don't know about Gloria Steinem. Gloria Steinem is a writer, political activist, and trailblazing feminist leader. She wrote for New York Magazine and founded Ms. Magazine. As the founder of the National Women's Political Caucus and the Women's Action Alliance, she advanced feminist legislation and causes. She also helped establish Take Our Daughters to Work Day. Gloria was born March 25, 1934, and fighting for women's rights is in her blood. Her grandmother was the chairwoman of the Educational Committee for the National Suffrage Association. Gloria didn't have the easiest childhood. Her father was a roaming antique dealer who divorced her mother and moved to California. Gloria's mother, Ruth, dealt with severe mental illness, and Gloria saw her mother being constantly dismissed by doctors. Ms. Magazine might be one of Gloria's most enduring legacies. She co-founded Ms. with fellow activist Dorothy Pittman Hughes. In a time when women's magazines didn't tackle controversial issues in order to appease advertisers, Ms. Magazine took a different approach. As recently as 2018, Gloria was still traveling and speaking. She is still giving interviews and speaking out about feminism. So that's Gloria Steinem. She's a living legend. And this is by no means a comprehensive biography. There are people who have written comprehensive biographies. You know, I'd love to dive deeper and learn more about her and more about her actual life. But, you know, this is the life of an independent mm -hmm. podcaster. I actually did a lot of research for this episode. So I will link to all of the sources I used in the show notes. Um, and if you have anything else that 
we should take a look at. Please let me know. I'd love to hear about it. You can never know too much about Gloria Steinem. Actually, she may beg to differ. She may yeah. beg to differ. <laughs> yeah. She might not, like, want you to know what's in her garbage. Yeah. She might not want you to – don't go through her garbage. We won't go through her trash. No, I don't. probably won't do that. I, I'm definitely not going to do that. I probably won't. I'm not an Oscar the Grouch, <laughs> so I'm not going to do that. All right. So – how do you live like Gloria Steinem? What is your outline of how you're going to approach this? Well, you know, like, how do you live like a fucking icon? Right. I don't, if I knew, I would be an icon, right? It, it takes time, I think. It's more than just a, a moment. It's, it's, at some point, you look back and you're like, wow, I'm a fucking icon. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Okay. That's a very nice way of putting it. I'm just not old enough yet to yeah. be an icon. I might get there. There, are, There is magic in aging as a woman, even though we're told that that's not the case. That is very interesting. That is. Yeah. That is. You can't become an icon and be 19. That is you definitely something. I'm sure there are pop stars who would disagree with that. But that Fight is me. That is definitely <laughs> one area that Gloria explored in her writing. Mm -hmm. So I decided to approach it thusly. For one week, I would live like Gloria Steinem, and I'm taking inspiration from essays that she wrote. Okay. She's a pretty prolific essayist. So most of these essays come from the book Moving Beyond Words, and I think there's one from Revolution from Within. And yeah, so I, I read the essay, and then I distilled it down into a doable challenge for myself. So yeah, I just drew, drew my own conclusions, and uh, sometimes I gave myself some little assignments to do, too. Okay. Well, that sounds very fun. I mean, obviously, if you're living like an icon, it's I'm sure some challenges are going to pop up. But um, I'm yeah, I'm sure that there will be just from, you know, my initial research. I, I grew up in a weird time in history. It was definitely like the cool girl. I'm not a feminist, but kind of yeah. logic. So I didn't I've not really read any of the feminist literature. I haven't really studied it. So I have a wake up call there. And yeah, I, I like to think that I'm really woke in advance. <laughs> we don't say woke anymore, though, because the Republicans no. have co-opted it. But yeah. I like to think that I'm an aware person and I'm aware of social movements as a whole. But we'll see. We'll see when I get into it. Yeah, I guess we will. There is the also the looking the part of Gloria Steinem. Sometimes she was mm -hmm. criticized for her appearance because she's she's pretty. She's yeah. very pretty. Well, when she have didn't women try and hide it. Not been criticized for their appearance. That's but, true. Yeah. I mean, there is there has been no point in history where they're like, "This is perfect. Just don't change anything." Well, this woman looks perfect. Don't that's open true. your mouth and say anything. Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> Gloria obviously was out there writing and speaking, so her words yeah. are very much in public. And still, even at this age, is stunning. I mean, just continues to be. Just a beautiful human being. Yeah. She just, she has this very calm energy about her. Yeah. And yeah, I was going to say her energy is very, it's even s separate from her outward appearance, her energy is very alluring. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I guess like it's a pick your battle thing. You can't have the level of outrage that comes through in her writing all the time. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's too just she's written about feminism and studied it and she knows, like, she knows. She knows her causes. She knows herself. And yeah. she's comfortable with that. And that gives her that calmness. Mm -hmm. She's she's funneling it all out into a medium. Yeah. And so I think that allows her to be calmer in yeah. other areas. 
Yeah. So I did want to talk to you a little bit about kind of the themes that run through her work and the causes that she wrote about very passionately mm-hmm. and were really important to her throughout her whole career. Obviously, feminism. She was one of the second wave feminists. The first wave was like Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Susan B. Anthony and the suffragists. Mm-hmm. And once the 19th Amendment passed and women got the right to vote, feminism took a back seat. It was like, oh, we won. So what are we fighting for now? What do we do now? Yeah. And then in the 50s, Betty Friedan published... The Feminist Mystique. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So in the 50s, Betty Friedan published The Feminine Mystique, and it really spoke to a lot of housewives. It really sent this message to the kind of middle-class white woman who was stuck at home that you have a brain and you should be able to use it. And a lot of women woke up and then mm-hmm. wanted to fight back and address all of these other issues. Obviously, women in places of authority and women being equal to men. I mean, she ran a, a magazine. Mm-hmm. She founded a magazine and she really was in this position of, of power. Have you seen the show Good Girls Revolt? No. It's about women who work at a newspaper in the... 60s or 70s? I think 70s, because I think it was around Nixon. Someone plays her in the show. But it's about at that time, the women were only really in these realms, were really only allowed to be researchers. And they assisted the men who wrote the articles. And I put that in quotes, because they basically did 100% of the work. Yeah. And the men got all the credit and all the pay for it. And so she makes uh, an appearance in that show as well. It's a very good show. But yeah, it's it talks a lot about that that point in history and, and her coming into that moment within herself of her inspiring other women to be to push forward and, and ask for more. And she instills that into the minds of these women at the, the newspaper that you know you're the one doing all this work. Yeah. You could be getting paid to do it. You could and really you could be have the byline. The reporter have the byline. Yeah. Yeah. She gave that opportunity to a lot of women mm-hmm. when she was heading up Ms. Magazine. She also was one of the key forces in driving the Equal Rights Amendment, which still has not passed, by the way. Just an amendment saying that women are equal and it still hasn't it hasn't been ratified by enough by enough states. That's still fun. to this day. That's fun. Okay. So what do you what are your expectations for this project, particularly for this part of it when you're Living like Gloria Steinem, what do you think is it's going to be like? I think that I'm going to be challenged. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I think that I'm going to be ashamed of how little that I know. But I do right. think that um, I'm going to learn a lot of stuff that's going to piss me off. Yeah, which is Daily. kind of one thing that yeah. that Gloria. I think it's the title of one of her books. Is like you're not studying history correctly if it's not pissing you off. That is very true. And that's a, that's, the older I get, and the more I learn, the more that is accurate as fuck yeah well you know critical race theory the history that we were taught was focused on white men yeah and women were an afterthought women were women's history month or black people were black history month all medical information too was based around like you know bmi and things like that any any sort of drug testing anything up until extreme like the last few years has all been based around white men car car tests car crash mm-hmm. tests they still they're not required to test with a, a dummy that resembles a woman women men are much more likely to cause a crash and women are much likely more likely to be injured in a crash same because for it's not studied. heterosexual relationships <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, so yeah, I think that um, I got to be ready to think this week. Put that thinking cap on. Yeah, but I am. Um, I'm really excited. I've never done aviators. I've never. Yes, I'm thinking. What, yeah. I do. I have aviators now. <laughs> I have to. I couldn't not get aviators. You can't not. You can't, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I've never done anything like this before. So wish me luck. I wish you the most luck. It sounds so fun. And uh, yeah, I will see you in one week and tell you. Okay. Tell you what happened. See you on the other side. All right. (laughs) All right. We'll see you next time on the Spinster Life Podcast. Thank you.